I'm, I'm, I mean it, I worry about you. Maybe it's all a goof, and you're just goofing when you're acting this way. I don't know why you're doing it, but it's not good, and it's not healthy, it's not right. Not that I'm saying you don't have it together, I'm sure you do, you're, you're a genius, and you really are. You're a genius. Okay, hello everybody, welcome to Generally Correct Season 1, Episode 3. We are back, we are recording from Warg's room. Now, last time, when we left off... Last time? Last time. Last time, everybody. Last time, last time, when we left off, Warg was stuck in, like, it was a furry fetch dimension, wasn't it? What, what was it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. You're the one who My comes memory with, is patchy. You're the one who comes up with this shit. You, so, you were in the box under Tokyo International Airport... Then you got out, then you beat the shit out of Takeshi Katana, otherwise known as Beat Takeshi, and then you went about your business, you went to, was it like Saudi Arabia or something? You went to 7-Eleven. to Dubai, yeah. Dubai. You went to 7-Eleven, and then you, um, then you were in like a furry fetish dimension or something with dragons staring at you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well... One sec, let me turn on the fucking game. After, after a little bit of, um... Racial cleansing. <laughs> just a little bit. Well... Wog can have a little bit of racial cleansing. <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna say that dimension's pretty barren now. Okay. Um, and you say my room, but it's more like a cave. Yeah. Where are we? Uzbekistan, I think? I don't know. It was a hell of a thing getting out here, you know? In this heat. I mean, you know, it's a very nice cave, you know, with the... Uh, Oak floorboards, the fan. You've really decked it out. Yeah, well... It's on fleek. It's I on got, fleek. I gotta be comfortable. It's on fleek. That's what it is. You know, you got your computer set up. You got your uh, your vinyl collection as well. Yes, my Run us through your vinyl collection. All right. Let me have a look. All right. I gotta hold up the microphone to... So I can come over and capture the best audio quality. So, we have... Ooh. In Rock by Deep Purple. Yeah. Is Who's Next by The Who. It's the Beatles' White Album. There's uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bob Dylan, uh, No Love Deep Web by Death Grips. Death Grips! Bottomless Pit by Death Grips. Money Store. Uh, I've got Machine Head, Deep Purple. I've got My Mother the Vent by Gutter Snipe. And where is it? Ah, yes. Uh, I like how you got the album out, like, to show off the picture, but then you were like, wait, no, this is audio. Yeah. Coffin Birth and uh, Shit Grinder. Would you like to describe the album cover for everybody? Well, it's a black and white photograph of uh, two severed heads sitting on uh, rocks. They look uh, not... They look none too pleased, honestly. Not very happy about that. No, no, they're not. They're not thrilled about the situation. Well, that's a shame for them. I'm just going to... Let's just do it sitting down, not on the, on, not on your very comfy bed. I'm just gonna fucking sit. Oh, I'm comfortable. Fine, I'll. <laughs> I'm moving back. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I guess I have to get back on the bed now. <laughs> We're just moving about. Yep. All right, moving and shaking, shaking and baking, bro. Scooby Doo, shake and bake. Now. So. You're so we're now. How how did we get to? How did you get to this cave? How did you clear it out? What's the story behind this magnificent piece of property? Imagine, imagine for the sake of argument, this is like one of those real estate TV shows where some fucking 
person who's decided, you know, they're going to show off their house to the world. You know, what? And imagine I'm some balding 50-year-old man who works at the BBC. Oh, I've, really I've, had, a, I've had a really nice career hosting uh, gardening shows and uh, appearing in adverts for soap. And I've come to you now, and I have decided that you're going to be on the show about, you know, unique houses. So this is Grand Designs. It's not... Well, Grand Designs is about building houses. This is just right. about people showing off their unique houses. Like a mini documentary about unique houses around so the world. MTV Cribs. <laughs> yeah, but um, for the BBC. And I've come to you, you know, it's a nice day in Uzbekistan. Yep. I've come to you, you know, we're in your house, your cave... You've got this nice, lovely cave with the oak floorboards, your vinyl collection. You've got a picture of uh, dead Jesus on the wall next to an anime girl with hot titties. And you're here to tell us how you got from the fetish dimension to this lovely abode that we are now residing in. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Um, no problem. So, well, it all started after the, the cull of the uh, inflation dragons. Yeah. Um, Who could forget... Well, them, apparently, because I, I annihilated their entire society. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I thought, you know, I think it's time, it's time to settle down, time to make... Um, make a name for yourself. Yeah, make a name for myself. You know, you're so a famous I, podcast host now. Well, yeah, very famous. Yeah, so I thought, we've I thought got like 10 listeners. <laughs> thanks, thanks for 10 listeners. Yeah, no, we do appreciate you. Um, but share the fucking podcast, I swear to God. Yeah, please, come on. Yeah. I need, I need to make that money. Yeah. And if you subscribe to our Gumroad, yeah. you'll get a very cool uh, early access to... Gaming uh, videos. Gaming videos. Should we do that as a separate thing, or...? Yeah, well, well but it, it'll go up on Gumroad first. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I meant, should we do it like a... Should we have a separate Gumroad for non-podcast stuff, or...? No, no, because... It's it's our personality. That's what oh, we're yeah. here for. It'll be it'll be like a side like a side thing. Yeah. Genko plays. Genko plays. Sorry. Genko. Yeah. Genki. Gen- Genki des. Gen- Gendo from Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. So Genko plays. It's gonna be a little side series we do. Um, as with the podcast episodes, early access on the Gum Road. That's gum.co slash Genko G and C O. And should we say what game we're gonna be playing? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So we're playing. Mizao Definitive Edition. Definitive Edition. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's very funny. We have a lot of funny times playing it. I'm going to be editing it. And um, that'll be up whenever I have the time to actually do the editing for that. I don't know when that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so what we need to... Like the mic fell over. Because we're, we're sitting on... Really professional. We're sitting on a bed. What do you want? There's no proper... Put your... Okay, I'll just do that for the whole podcast now. Um, And because I forgot to bring my charger, I think this is going to have to be another shorter episode, but oh well, it doesn't matter. Good one. (laughs) Well, we don't have that much to talk about today. I think we only have a few topics we really wanted to cover. First off, we wanted to, let's start off with our Oni. Right. So, Warg decided, hey, you know what's really fun? Let's make Curtis play the Japanese horror puzzle game. Our Oni. Well, so Our Oni's always been a classic in the um, RPG horror. Um, tell us a bit about genre. it. You're an expert. Tell us, tell us about the game. I mean, you you already interrupted you for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> yes, out. yes, Curtis. I was currently telling everyone about it. But tell us a bit about what what actually happens in it. Well, so I'll just give more of like you know 
a history about it. Sure. But it's, yeah, it's one of the forerunners of the classic RPG horror um, genre. It's, you know, amongst other things like uh, Yume Nikki. But that was that was back in the glory days of the 2000s, back when the internet was actually fucking fun, wasn't completely sanitized. I mean, there are still places you can get the fun stuff, like 4chan, that's alright. 8chan, formally, because it's shut down now. I didn't actually use it that much. No, I didn't like 8chan very much. 8chan was okay, there was like, I only really went on two boards, went on the uh, Million Dollar Extreme fan board. And uh, it was a regular poster there, and I also browsed the Ausneats board, even though I'm not a neat. But I figured, let's see what my fellow Australians are up to. I think, because there are so many boards that are being created all the time, I just like scroll through and visit random ones every now and then. It was pretty interesting. I think the idea to have like a four chamber where anyone could create their own boards, I really like that concept. And I wish they'd bring it. I think there are plans to bring 8chan back, but last I checked, which is I think a month or two ago, progress had pretty much halted indefinitely. I could be wrong. I haven't really checked up on that in a yeah, while. Unfortunately, there was some fringe elements yeah. on the website. Yeah, I mean, 4chan's still around, and that's still cool. They have some really cool communities on there. I think everyone thinks of 4chan's just, like, poll, but there's so many different boards. Oh, yeah. I, I, I currently use, like, X and TG, like, fucking daily. Yeah. I've, every few days, I, I check into um, the LGBT board. I visit uh, Mu, uh, Lit, um... Occasionally the MLP board, just to see what the fuck's going on there. It's pretty... I'd imagine it'd be pretty dead these days. It's actually surprisingly active and surprisingly based, I dare say. Oh my gosh. But yeah, and just occasionally browse other random boards to see what's up. I, I generally don't check B because it's mostly uh, white women posting porn of themselves, and I'm not really into that. Yeah. Anyway, back to our Oni. Yeah, back to the infamous game, our Oni. Yeah, so our Oni was... Um... Made in the 2000s. And it really just took off, surprisingly. Um, yeah, there's like 30 sequels, isn't there? Yeah. So many spin-offs and everything. But I think they're most, most of them like fan games. Yeah. But, but anyway, Aoni... Um, I don't really like it that much as a game, but I like what, it, do I. what it stood for. Well, speaking of, Curtis, so, so I, yes. made, I made you play it. Yeah, I come off a Friday afternoon, long day, first, first week back at school after the holidays... You know, this is HSC year, a big year, so I'm coming in, I decide, you know what, I want to spend some time relaxing, having fun with my homie. And Warg is like, Curtis, you're going to play Ao Oni. <laughs> so I said, you know what, I've heard a lot about this game, it, sound, it seems fun, let's dive in. I fucking hated it. Because, here's the thing, first off, the puzzles in this game are bullshit. I mean, there was one thing where I had to reach into a cell with a stick, there's no indication you're supposed to do this, by the way. But the stick is lying on a church bench, and the way you're supposed There's to- about 15 of these church benches, like pews. There's, no, there's six, and it's on the very back one, and the only way you can actually see it is by a thin line of pixels that I didn't notice until, like, after looking through a walkthrough and staring at the screen for, like, a good minute. And then there was, there was another time where there was some writing on a wall uh, past a cell, and what you had to do, there's no indication that you had to do this, you go up to the cell and you actually look through it, and then another... The, I remember the first puzzle that really st- got me stuck was one we had to yeah. go to a book and press enter, and I did that, like, three times, and then on, like, the, the third time it worked, and that was after consulting the walkthrough. It's a big blue bitch chase you around. Dude, the amount of chase in the game was just... Dude, that's... It was... The amount of chase scenes... I'm... I got pretty good at them after a while, but it was really annoying after a certain point. 
Especially that one guy who moves, like, really fast. I like him, though. He, he looks... He's like a little remember square when, Remember I tried to go back into the main house, and then the, um... I can't remember his name. Shows up as a demon. And I was just so mad. Wasn't that when I, like, gave you that look, and you were just, like... You could tell I was so angry? That was fucking... That was so yeah, I only... I don't know how people solve this. I don't know how you can solve a game we have to push what about the piano puzzle we still don't know what you still don't yeah, know no, what the, the solution was the piano puzzle was so weird because yeah the piano puzzle we had to consult a walkthrough we don't know what any of the keys meant we thought we did but then i think it was in like an inverse order for like half of it but not the other it was so annoying i hated it i hate the game like two out of ten easily watch watch some fucking insane Japanese person just like explain all the puzzles in such a simple way yeah no I really like how you had to shove something down a, a, you had to shove a statue down a staircase and then you had to take a bookmark and you had to put it through a security gate after unscrewing it after changing the head of a screwdriver using an alternate head that you have to find on the top of a cupboard that you have to unlock a door by using puzzle pieces for and you have to climb up on a chair after being chased around by some fucking purple cunt. It's just so stupid. I kind of want to deck my house out like that. So, yeah. like, to come into my just house. Just to come into the house, I have to go around the garden. Um, find the red key in the pot plant. Burn a doll in a fireplace. Yeah. And then put vinegar on the pot plant. And then go around a, a, a series of... Um, I still The painting puzzle. Then I come out in a mask and chase you around with a big knife. I mean, you do that all the time anyway, so... <laughs> I still don't get the painting part because there was like a, a, a ring that you had to combine with something to make a key and I look it's just so confusing I didn't like it at all I was so angry I was so happy to get it finished um my favorite part was that remember when we tried to change the character's name because it gave us the option to change the main character's name but there was no delete key yeah so all we were able to do was add so we just put Hiroshi and then we just put uh, just capital A three times at the end so every time he showed up the character would be like Hiroshi ah <laughs> it was very funny but apart from that did not enjoy like 2 out of 10 not a good game what do you, what do you think of it you were just like watching me the entire time and oh, you, I was loving it oh, I was you, were, you, were, you were amused by my anger but I think even you, even you agreed that some of the oh, puzzles no. were bullshit look I'm very well aware that Ioni isn't necessarily a very good game but it's just you know I mean it's, it's a good special, game in that it's special place in my heart for all the classic RPG horror maker games. The only thing holding it back is the puzzles, really. Because the puzzles are just bullshit. Yeah. I think it's genuinely sort of intriguing. It's I'd something. like to know how people think of this shit, honestly. Yeah. And then they say, yeah, no, people can solve this. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, I want to, he looks like a fucking Spanish-Mexican <laughs> inbred midget. <laughs> Painted purple. But I don't massive. Think. Yeah, but massive. Why don't you tell me about? Why don't you tell us about your Aoni Roblox experience? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The first time I even encountered Aoni, like in any form on the internet, was in a Roblox game, like maybe five, six years ago. It was like so. I don't remember the name of the game. I would not be able to track it down for the life of me. But it starts off like an abandoned forest. You walk into a house and there's this big door, like ten feet high, probably higher. And you uh, click on it, and then uh, Aoni comes out. And I did not know what this guy was at the time. But, like, since it's in Roblox, the character's, like, not done properly. So it's just, like, the regular character. But then, like, like times three in general size, but then stretched out another few feet. And then it was just, like, a JPEG of his face plastered on it. It was just so weird. Do you know that Aoni actually has a movie adaptation? Oh, is it any good? No, but I think if you're a fan of Aoni, it's not bad. Well, I'm not a fan. 
Does it have a bunch of bullshit puzzles that no one can solve? Yeah, <laughs> to continue the movie. Yeah. <laughs> someone in the audience needs to guess how many dice there are. Yeah, in the yeah, the movie takes like three hours because the guys just can't solve the fucking puzzles. <laughs> they didn't realize that you had to put the doll in the fireplace and then put the things in the thing and then replace the doll's head with a light bulb which you can use to find a hidden door they can only access by cutting out wallpaper with a glass plate shard yeah yeah idiots honestly yes so that was awful i did not enjoy that at all um what else let's talk about the coronavirus so if you remember last episode we were talking about it you know when it was only really starting to become big news and I think the day after is when it really started fucking picking up, like when it appeared in Australia, the day after we recorded it, yeah. not the day after it came out. I, I think we really, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It hasn't really made much progress since it's come to Australia. I think everything's Not in Australia, in other places it has. In China, it's still getting worse. The governments are covering up the figures. In Australia, I think it's like every day we find out, oh, yeah, someone new has it, but it never gets that far. Yeah. Like we found out there was like three people that had it, then there was four people that had it. Then there was a bunch of people from China coming in, but they were quarantined. And then a few days ago, it turns out that there was someone that uh, I think Melbourne had found who'd been on a plane that they hadn't accounted for. And they're like, if you were on this flight, please contact authorities. And it's just like, it just gets a little worse every day. Yeah. But, but And that's in Australia. In other places, it's getting a lot worse. But it's also very hot here, so... Yeah, and this uh, isn't cor- uh, coronavirus uh, hampered by hot temperatures. Um, and alcohol. Oh, right. I, apparently. So you're fine. Yeah. And it's also funny because there's a Corona alcohol, so... Yeah, it's a beer. Yeah, so you, you got to drink Corona to fight Corona. Mm. I use the Corona to destroy the Corona. <laughs> but, um, I was reading... Oh, that's um, a surprise. On, not reading. Um, I saw a video of a bloke. Yeah. Um... This is the one where he said, don't be racist. Was no. He was complaining about people being racist because of coronavirus. No. No, he was saying that um, the China, the Chinese government is completely fucking mismanaging it, and a lot of the infections are just misattributed because they don't actually test the people that come into the hospital. I believe that. I don't right. trust China one bit. I don't think their government's up to standards, up to scratch on anything. That's why their environment issues are so fucked, and I think that's actually partially why there's the coronavirus because of said environmental issues because this is transmitted from animals to humans. Yeah, and it's they, they knew about the coronavirus um, days before. They didn't, and they didn't put out any... When the virus started spreading around, they didn't put out any public health notices warning people to put on masks to avoid contact if with people with flu symptoms. People with flu symptoms should stay home or immediately go to hospital. Right, and now when you go to the hospital, they don't specifically administer corona cases. You simply just have to wait around in the waiting room. For God's sake. With everyone else who's there who might not even have coronavirus. Or worse, they might actually do have it, and then they're infecting each other. Yeah, so you could go... You could could get a cold. Yeah, go to hospital. Go to hospital. And then get coronavirus. And then actually get the coronavirus. Fucking hell. What do you make of the theory that the coronavirus is... Well, this one is man-made because recently there's been a revelation that there's some, for some reason, there's been parts of, this is what I've heard, HIV virus implanted into the virus. What do you make of that? Well, all I'm saying is the bio, um, 
the pharmaceutical corporation in China that's based in the city of Wuhan has the exact same logo as the Umbrella Corporation in Resident Evil except blue. So It's the kind of thing China would do. So, I, look, I think it's... it's what? what do you mean by that? China's Elaborate. a fucking fishy country, dude. Their security mm. is off the walls. They, they, they're just a really... Sh- yeah, they, but well, why would they make a HIV virus? And then, and then... Because it's easier to control a population <coughs> that's scared and sick. Mm. but uh, and even then that's not even saying that they released the the virus on purpose just maybe yeah. that they developed it and then somehow got out accidentally in bats yeah maybe they, I don't know I think it, look I'm saying I'm not saying that it, it is man-made or that it was released on purpose what I'm saying is it's plausible that you know the government had something to do with developing this new form of it that's all I'm suggesting I think that's a perfectly valid thing yeah potentially I, I uh, agree with you somewhat all right. I think it it could definitely be a possibility, but I think it's. I think it might. I don't. Be. I don't think there's any merit to discussing that at this point. Uh, I think perhaps it, once this has been contained, then we can start discussing it. I think at the moment we need to fucking fix it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, luckily, I think Australia we're working on vaccines at the moment. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, it's God up there playing plague. We discovered it early. Yeah. No, we were ready for this, apparently. That's what I've heard. So that's that's good to know. Australia not fucking dying for once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, fucking... In January, we had floods, we had fires, we had fucking hail. But coronavirus? Fuck you. We ain't taking shit. Yeah, fuck you, coronavirus. Fuck you. Fuck corona. All my homies get killed by fires and hail. <laughs> fuck corona. All my ha- homies hate corona. But yeah. We only drink Asahi and uh, VB. VB! Long neck! I like how you mentioned the Japanese beer before the Australian beer. Yeah, because my dad drinks it all the time, so I'm more immediately familiar with it. Your dad has good taste. Asahi's quite nice. I'll take your word for it, because I don't drink beer. I'm too straight edge. Also, I'm underage. Yeah. You know, Next year, next year. Yeah, no, this year. Oh my god, really? Dude, I'm turning 18 this year. You're becoming legal this year? What? When? Um... Well, I won't say it on the part. I'll tell you after. Okay. I'll tell you after recording. The world doesn't need to know yet. No. Um, I'm great. I can I can take you out for a beer. Ooh. I don't I don't know if I'm ready for the taste yet. I think I've had a sip here and there, and I don't like it that much. But yeah, I'll grab Dark and Stormy. I mean, it is because you're a fag. That is true. But yeah, I think a Dark and Stormy would be nice because I like ginger beer. Oh yeah. Who doesn't like ginger beer? Nobody. That ginger beer. Hater LLC Corporation Fuck not liking ginger beer All my homies love ginger beer <laughs> Ginger beer is the official drink Of the live laugh love lifestyle Yeah Just as the Perfume Nationalist podcast Is the official podcast Of the live laugh love lifestyle Shout out to The Perfume Nationalist podcast Friends of the podcast Friends of the podcast Friends of the podcast Well for me You don't even know who that is I think I've, I've, no, I've I told you about them Yeah Yeah but we're friends of the podcast. We're allies. Genco is allied with Perfume Nationalist Podcast, Dissident Independent Podcast Alliance Singularity. Let's go. <laughs> Which reminds me, we need to talk about Sam Hyde. So oh, yeah. what have a few? I think it was a few weeks ago. Sam Hyde was suspended from Twitter. So if you don't know, Sam Hyde, infamous comedio terrorist, founder of the comedy group Million Dollar Extreme, white nationalist. 
and atheist preacher. Sharia, yeah. Pushing preach- for Sharia, atheist, atheist Sharia, Sharia law. <laughs> yeah. But, so he's... Sa- the, Samuel Al-Hayadi. I'll give a little backstory. So he's rose promised on the internet for stuff like the uh, Tred- TEDx Talk Paradigm Shift 2070. Um, founded the comedy group Million Dollar Extreme, who created the TV show World Peace on Adult Swim, which got cancelled after a smear campaign campaign from BuzzFeed, led by Joseph Bernstein. Fuck Joseph Bernstein. All my homies hate Joseph Bernstein. Um, who later went on to run a smear campaign against 14-year-old YouTuber, so formerly known as Lieutenant Corbis, who was really cool, but Bernstein is not. Um, Bernstein cringe. But there was also a campaign within Adult Swim against the... Um, against the... Comp- against the show. I would highly recommend uh, watching the... Um, I can't remember the name of the YouTuber, but he did an interview with Sam Hyde. Um, did he do it in person? Oh, uh, it was it was a very chat. Oh well, yeah, good, good thing. Like, I'll, I'll, I, I wouldn't want to be in a room with Sam. Yeah, I'll tear just, you to pieces. I'll just I'm I'm gonna Google it real quick, but while I'm doing that, I will say World just cut Peace. This out. Just cut this out. While well, World Peace is a really good show, I highly recommend everyone goes and uh, I was I was I was gonna say torrented, but I don't think there's any torrents that I know of. But go watch it. If you can find a high-quality torrent, do it, because don't give Adult Swim your money, because they don't deserve it for cancelling that show. Although, to be fair, that was really Time Warner's decision. They run Adult Swim. They, the execs actually wanted, like, 100 more episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, porcelain. So, you want to look up Porcelain. That's P-O-R-S-A-L-I-N. Sam Hyde interview blacklisted. That's a really good look into the show, why it was cancelled, etc., etc., uh, really slimy shit behind the scenes, but anyway. So a while ago, slimy. yeah. So a while ago, his Twitter at new underscore engine was cancelled for n- no explanation given. And, or wasn't uh, it b- a ban avoidance? Um, I think so. I'm not sure of all the details, but the dates really upsetting. So you know, then there's silence for a few weeks. Well, not complete silence, but you know, we don't hear from him proper for a good couple of weeks. And then the other day he comes out. I think it was a few days, a few days ago from the time of recording. He comes out with a video, Sam Hyde, no QA non exposed by Sam Hyde, in which he it's fucking great. I have to explain it. So he has like a bunch of you know how you can hire people to do like fake news report videos. He does a bunch of them how how Jack Dorsey banned Sam Hyde, owner of the Needle Drop channel. <laughs> Even though Sam doesn't run that. That's Anthony Fantano, who was a uh, cringe. Fantano was cringe. He gave the money store a 10. It's not a 10, okay? No love Deep Web is. He he gave... Fucking... Didn't he give uh, Kanye's uh, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a 7 or a 6 or something? Oh. Absolutely. Uh, disgraceful. Disgraceful. And uh, let's not even... I'm not even going to get into his, his feud with uh, the YouTuber 1791L. That was just cringe. Fantano really came out worse for wear on that. But that, that aside... Um, so then Sam, and he does, like, a collab collab with, a uh, Like, Fantano didn't always used to be like that. He no, he used to be, to be cool, but... I think he did, a, he did an interview with Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they, were, they were both having a lot of fun. Yeah, I think after the, um, the Fader did a hit piece on Fantano, he switched tracks. I don't know all the details, but something changed over the last few years, and he's really become a piece of shit recently. I don't respect that at all, but... Blue-pilled. Yeah. He, he took the Kool-Aid, unfortunately. Um... But that aside, you know, Sam teamed up with uh, Nick Fuentes. They did a video exposing, supposedly exposing QAnon, just rambling off a bunch of weird, esoteric phrases. It was really funny. 
I highly recommend anyone go watch it. Nice. And then Sam's like, by the way, I'm back on Twitter. And he... <laughs> so it turns out he decided, you know what? I'm going to spend $1,500 US dollars, not Australian, on a... Because there's a website, I don't remember what it's called, but you can buy a custom Twitter handle. Because I think when you sign up with Twitter, they, they, you put in like your username, but your actual at, your handle, they program themselves. So Sam's like, you know what? My new at is going to be Wigger. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, Wigger is a term used to describe white people who act in a stereotypically black manner. And this is something really... It's the, usually derogatory or mocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, fun fact, the guy who wrote The Princess Bride, he literally has a book called Wigger. That's about it's it's a really dark book. It's about an orphan girl and her magic talking blanket called Wigger, and they get separated. It's really sad and dark, but it's really funny to look back in hindsight and realize the title of that book is now basically like this fucking cultural movement that's pretty racist. I'm still a Wigger. Yeah, still a Wigger. It's fucking. It's really funny. And I I told my friend this uh, during a class, and they they had to literally lie on the floor for a few minutes. It was fucking. <laughs> yeah, the, the person who wrote The Princess Bride has a book called Wigger. Still a Wigger. So Sam, he spends $1,500 on an account named Wigger, which he said will probably be gone in a few days. I think it's still up as far as I'm aware. So if you want to support independent comedy, go and follow Sam's new Twitter, at Wigger. Have you, are you doing that right now? Yep. And also uh, support Sam on Gumroad. Um, you know, subscribe to Hide Wars, buy his Kickstarter TV original, and buy his book How to Bomb the U.S. Government. And uh, is is it still up, Mister Q? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Mister Q at Wigger. Hell yeah! Yeah, boys, and the the <laughs> brilliant. He's he's still there, baby. He's back, and hopefully he sticks around because Sam is probably one of the comedic genius. <laughs> Yeah, the only the only thing he's currently posted is like an airbrushed, edited selfie of himself looking like a, like like glowing like an angel. That's all I have to say. So <laughs> yeah. So shout out to my homie Sam Wigger Pride. I hope he sticks around a bit longer because it's always nice to have Sam. What's um, Sam? I I really appreciate the work Sam does. He's a really funny man. World Peace was such a great show. I'm really sad it was cancelled. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Sammy? Oh, I love him. He's great. I um, I try to show him to as many people as possible, but unfortunately, his com- comedic stylings are uh, controversial. Once you tell but us, I think about- if you find the right person, yeah. Once you're showing show. him to like some British girl or something, or you showed him oh. to like one of your normie friends, and they really, they actually like really got into him. No, no, no! I just showed, I just showed them. Um, Tell us about that. Oh, Sam! Oh, it was Sam in the car, doing his uh, "I'm so horny" by by Peter. No, no, you told me a while ago you sent some other of his other videos to like your cousin or something. Oh no, yeah, I showed my cousin. Yeah. yeah, no, she was really into it. Tell us about that. What what do you what, what more do you want? I showed her the videos. She thought which, really which videos did you show? Oh, I showed her even the most extreme ones. I showed her. Uh, um, I'm still a. a Oh. Derogatory slang for African American person. <laughs> she she you show was, the like, tap crying. water one. I 
don't know if I showed the tap water. The tap water one is probably well. That's not really Sam's. That's more of a MDE. I think Charles leads that one. Mm. Charles is probably un- Charles is really underrated. Okay, look. I know Sam was like the the main. I like Charles. Yeah, I do like him. Sam was the lead member of Million Dollar Extreme, but Charles was arguably second best. Because Sam has the most forceful personality. Yeah, Charles is more subtle, but he's also way more charismatic, and he's he's kind of cute. Not gonna lie. Okay, yeah. Charles Carroll. Remember that one video where they where he puts on makeup and goes to like a a gay pride event. Uh-huh. That was. Have you not seen that? You look fucking tired, dude. You look stoned. I am tired. But you're not stoned. You just you're out of it, man. Yeah, because I had to wake up early. Just so I could come. Ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah. No, I showed up to this guy's fucking cave like five minutes early. Yeah. And he gets mad at me. Yeah, I was furious. Absolutely. You told me be here at 10. I get here five minutes early and you're just like... Yeah, I said 10, not 9.55. Doesn't matter, dude. I, I just camped down in your living room for a few minutes anyway while your younger brother came in and woke you up. My, no, he thinks my Instagram page is toxic. That's... that's the Yeah, consist- wait till he hears this. Yeah, wait till he hears the podcast in which we, we say the word wigger repeatedly. We're going to call it Wigger Pride. That's the name of the episode. Wigger Pride. Wigger Pride. Wigger Pride. It's a little Wigger. Can we get a Wigger Pride... Hashtag Wigger Pride in the comments. Okay, we need... that. That's going to be merch. Can we, can we put it's a... Wigger Pride t-shirt. Can we get Wigger Pride tre- trending on Twitter, please? No, I don't think we can. <laughs> I think we should try. We need to have a cultural... Um, sync, uh, I, I want to say iconoclast, but that's not the right word, is it? No. A cultural resurgence. The Wigger resurgence. Yep. How many resurgence are responsible? The wiggle for? wave. The wig- wiggle wave. Yeah, you've you've heard of the wiggles. Get ready for the wiggers. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take back the culture that didn't belong to them. And a wigger can be anyone. Yeah, regardless of race. Asian. Asian wiggers. Black wiggers. <laughs> okay, Latin Latinx. Latinx wiggers. Latinx wiggers. You know, wiggers are an accepting and open, tolerant subculture to everyone listening. I may be a goat demon, and I'm, I, I think technically grey, that's yeah, my skin colour. but you're still a wigger. Right? I give everyone a W pass. The w yeah. word pass. Wigger, okay. Because I'm still a wigger. Can we call... You know how, like, when you have, you have, like, a fan base, and they have, like, official names for them? <laughs> Can we call our fans the wiggers? Hey, what's up, my wiggers? Yeah. Hey, wiggers. Wigger army. <laughs> yeah, wigger army. Hey, wiggers, welcome back to Generally Correct. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, no, this is a great idea. Yeah, put on a shirt. Wigger Pride. Should be Wigger Pride or hashtag Wigger Pride. And then we have a link to our Gumroad under it. Yep. Yeah. Because our Gumroad link is very aesthetic. I do like... Well, we still need to make the Genco shirt. Yeah. Yes. I want, I want like, a... Real do, Wiggers do, listen to, to Genco. Caps. Yeah. We need, real Wiggers listen to Genco. 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 Why do you call it Genco? I don't know. I've never called it that before today. I think it's... It's, uh... You're going a bit spastic, mate. I've been slowly going insane for like the last ten years. I don't think it's only now. It's like I don't know how to pro- how to pronounce a made-up word. So now that you're in my room, what yeah. do you think of my decor? Um, I, I like it very much. It's uh, I really like the uh, the poster of the worst girl from Doki Doki Literature Club, Natsuki. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, Yuri is best girl. No. Yes. Yuri is gross. Yuri, she cuts herself. She has big tits. Look. Ew, disgusting. I may be gay, but Natsuki Yuri, looks like a boy. 
Uh, no. She does. I don't. Look, she's no short. Boobs. She's short, so therefore. Oh, uh, it's because you're a little fucking stupid bitch boy. Look, I may be gay, but Yuri is big titty goth GF. I cannot say no. Well, that's because you're a little sub, All right? Bro, listen, okay? You tell me you, you don't know. You don't want to play Aoni with Yuri? No, I'll play with Natsuki. Bruh, she has shit taste in literature, though. No, she does. She's like, come read my Fruit Basket manga. Fuck yeah. Dude, have you not read Fruit Basket? No. Shit is cash. <laughs> Listen, I, no, you're a f- Why not Berserk, though? You'd be like, hey, yeah, Yuri wouldn't read Berserk. She's in- into fucking emo poetry. No, she reads horror stuff. She'd read no, Berserk. it's lame. It's you ain't like- even... You don't know shit, okay? No, she doesn't like action. Berserk... Is, is is super action. Why wouldn't she like action? How do you know that? How do you know that Natsuki only likes fruits baskets? She just likes manga in general. She'd love Berserk. Do you think she's the kind of person who would fucking read Berserk? Yes. Yeah. Like, Natsuki is based and No, what she walks in. You don't even fucking read Berserk. Yeah, I don't. That's what... What's your point? Okay. Natsuki walks into the room after Yuri stabs herself and fucking throws up. She doesn't like gore, so therefore she wouldn't read Berserk. I think it doesn't matter how much gore you look at, anime gore, if you walked in a room and see a, like a weekend old corpse, yeah, you'd throw up. No. You'd be like, oh yeah, just maybe, like my real life. Maybe because of the smell though. The smell yeah, would be pretty bad. We don't know why she threw up, but. Well, no, because it was only think- after she'd seen it that she threw up. If it was the smell, then she would have thrown up before she saw it. No, not necessarily. Takes it can take a moment for the gag reflex to hit in, and perhaps the smell combined with the sight. Hmm. I, I well, I don't know. We're getting into the specifics that we have to ask Matt Pat of game theory. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the first big debate on Chenko's. The first time we've actually been really at arms with each other. Yeah. No, it is okay. But I mean, realistically thinking about it, like let's say, like I walk right. in, let's I walk into the literature club, you know, with my copy of a uh, Fang by accelerationist Nick Land I walk in with my with my copy be of great in the literature club like what do you mean you guys haven't read Nick Land I'd go in and I'd be like hey anyone anyone read uh, Le, Fleur, uh, Le Fleur de Mal <laughs> and then they'd be like yeah you could leave <laughs> hey uh, have you guys read uh, fuck I forgot Harassment Architecture by Mike Ma what do you mean it's a classic and accelerationist post ironic literature haven't you guys read it what do you mean? What do you mean? This is only poetry. <laughs> what do you mean? You haven't noticed literature? They just write poetry. I think maybe yeah, the members that was like the first lesson or thing. yeah, because because Yuri's reading. Um, you're allowed to read whatever you want later. That's why that's why Natsuki has manga because it's um... you write poems, but it is primarily literature club. You know, so you know I, I pull up with my fucking uh, <laughs> Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys read I just, this one? I just read the, like, really fucking weird, like, um, Eastern European books. Just sit down. Yeah, I just find the... fucking roadside picnic. I just find the most those. obscure, like, self-published Amazon philosophical political literature. And then just, like, casually read it in class. I'll be reading, um, Dialogues by Curtis Powell. <laughs> no, it's called the Never Again Dialogues. Oh, Never Again Dialogues. That's the working Curtis title. Powell. I stole the name from the, uh, World Peace Pilot. And then, uh, I'll, I'll be reading that, and then... By the way, oh yeah, anime, I should point out... Anime we, Girl will look over and look at it and be like, yeah, that look, looks really shit. That reminds me, we should talk, we should, we should mention that the Never Again Dialogues is a thing we're working on. Yes. We haven't mentioned it, so me and, me and Warg, 
we decided we're going to, because I've actually already got, I've had a book project in the works for a good uh, year or so now, a series of political eth- essays. And as I'm going to the last year of school, HSC, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to have the time to properly work on this to the extent that I would like to. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do a series of dialogues because it's like the platonic Socratic dialogues. Mm -hmm. And I I got inspired. um, So our relationship is purely plutonic. Plutonic? Yeah. It's platonic. You you do, you want to die? Is that it? So anyway, is that it? So anyway, I got back into this format after reading the book Hyper Modernity and the End of the World, which I found through uh, Justin Murphy's podcast, Other Life. Highly recommend listening to Other Life. Great range of guests. Also, actually... I love Second Life. No, it's... I also recommend actually reading Hyper Modernity and the End of the World. It's a fantastic book. I really love it. But it got me into the dialogue format, and I thought, you know what? Since we're doing a podcast, why not have a series of dialogues, and then I can transcribe those and edit them and be much more manageable with the amount of workload that I'm going to have going into this year than actually writing something from the ground up. Yeah. So me and Walker started, it's working title is called the never again dialogues. And so far it's coming along pretty well. We've got about 12. I'm just sort of referred to as a friend. In that, right? I'm not referred to by name. Well, I, I refer to you as warg. Oh, warg. Right. So I, I don't actually use your human name. No. Well, the thing is, thing is I've, Warg is a like a name. You know, you know how it works at demons. We've got a true name. Oh yeah. Right. And if, oh, I and get if, you. And if you know the true name, then you get control. Your true name is Tinus, <laughs> but your secret name that'll be known only to me and only I will call you is Moonman. And your secret name, which neither myself nor Nitro Doves will call you, will be David Duke. <laughs> Catch a world peace transition card. Boom. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're working on that, and so yeah, far, fun. yeah, we've got like twelve pages, so, and that's including a bibliography, so whatever. Um, but we're working on it uh, early today before we started the podcast, and it's coming along pretty well. Um, and hopefully, I can get it published uh, sometime early next year. Uh, I don't know who I would publish it through. I'm thinking either uh, Clash Books or Zero Books. Um, they're two independent. Uh, book publishes um, uh, Zero Books does mostly Marxist stuff but they have a couple of good books out such as uh, Porn Panic by Jerry Burnett I think his name is and they've also got uh, I don't no remember the name to no no relation to Stefan Burnett of Death Grips fame um, and they've also got I think it's yeah it's, and they also have got um, I don't remember the name of the author Making Sense of the Alt-Right which is a pretty good book from what I've heard and um, I don't, I'm not really familiar with much else of their works. They've got one on Vaporwave, which looks pretty good. I might check out at some point. I love Vaporwave. Yeah. I've been getting back into it recently. Oh, yeah. There's some good stuff in there. Um, oh, yeah. Like, um, what's the name? Pad Chennington does a lot of really good videos uh, discussing the various subgenres. Ocean Grunge has some pretty cool stuff in it. I'll I say like, that. I like C-Punk. Yeah, that, C-Punk's all right. But um, Clash Books has a couple of good books, too. They've got... Um, hey, Vaporwave what? recommendation. A song and an artist. Check out um, Echo Bay by Eco Virtual. Shit's good. It's got dolphin sounds. It's very, it's very spacey. It's sort of, it's very reminiscent of um, 90s uh, PC startup sounds. Very good song. Very good. Check it out. 
All right, you want to speak up a bit if you're so far away from the microphone, though. Just a heads up. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry I'm about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, Clash Books is good. They have um, Misadventures of... Uh, Skooks. A, no. Yeah, the mis- oh, the mi- oh. Can we? I want to give a quick moment to say Misadventures of Skooks is a piece of YouTube culture. Yeah. All five parts. Part five is probably the best one, maybe followed by part one. I think it's the greatest YouTube poop put out after the YouTube poop golden era. YouTube poop series. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, cause it was put out well after the golden age was over. Yeah, but it had some. it's got some of the best material. I think it's it's like one of the golden pieces of give, YouTube. Give us the quote, Curtis. Um, yeah, the, the classic Skook, for some context, there's a lot of quotes from Skooks that have become basic memes. One of them is, watch me swoosh right in. The other one that I've committed to memory is, um, what, give me a guess that. Am I glad that he's frozen in there and that we're out here and that he's the sheriff and that we're frozen in there and I just remembered that we're out here? What I want to know is, where's the caveman? Well, he won't be frozen for long. We've got to get him to the malt shop. Let's go. And then they're at the malt shop. And, um, and they're like, oh, that was good. This, mm, this is you c- bet. This is Curtis's autism and then, superpower. And then Shaggy says, isn't there anything else to eat? And then Vilma fucking says, only, only meat, Shaggy. And she... Close up into a ball and Shaggy fucking eats her, and and then uh, I don't remember what happens after that. And uh, anyway, I like that one joke where French punches Daphne in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's like really gritty, like domestic abuse. Because no, because like Velma's just like glitch out saying e, and then like Fred nudges her and then punches. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's a running running joke. Is Fred abusing everyone in the group and also saying the word fuck? Um, anyway, what was like Clash Books. <laughs> yeah. So, Clash Books, um, Misadventures of a Jilted Journalist by Justin Little, also known, some of you may know him as the YouTuber Vernaculus. Great book. And also, Laughter of a Scandrel by Nicholas Garoff, I think it is. Um, just go to their website, you'll find it there. Um, and I also want to check out some of their other books, um, Conversations with Godless Heathens. I think that's what Conversations it's Conversations with yeah. a two-year-old. And, um... Some other one that has the word hot dog in it. I can't remember the name. Hot food. Yeah. <laughs> hot food. We've got to stop making Michael Rosen references because no one gets them yet. But... You know, honestly, I don't care. Yeah, um, that's fair. Look, if you don't get uh, Michael Rosen references, you're an uncultured swine, uncultured pig. And it is your duty to yourself to educate yourself. Please research Rosen yeah the Michael Rosen actually I think I have a playlist on YouTube of um on my main channel Curtis Kaiju of the best Michael Rosen YCP um I don't know I'll, it's I'll, essential viewing for understanding most of the jokes of this yeah I'll, I'll leave it in the um comments of the YouTube upload of this podcast episode anyway um so yeah either Clash Books or Zero Books they're the two places I'll try to get it published first failing that I'll probably find somewhere else hmm but yeah, hopefully that works out because I'd really like to share this with the world. I think this is probably really good. There's a lot of really interesting theories, such as the uh, theorization of contemporary identity politics as a trinity of... Well, I won't spoil it, but it's a really interesting reconceptualization. <laughs> no, go on. I'm, I'm, I'm riveted. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, a really interesting reconceptualization. Um, Ugh! <laughs> I'd like to point out that that's what that looks like on the readout. <laughs> it's just a fucking pure wall of blue clipping noise. And I'm not editing that out because that way everyone knows that you're responsible for this podcast having inadequate audio leveling. That's on you. Sure. 
<laughs> Even though I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I mean, this is what we get for recording on a bed where the mic keeps falling over every five minutes. Well, it's comfortable here. That is true. It's very comfortable. 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 You gotta, you gotta sacrifice the audio quality for the comfy. Yeah, I have a Chad double bed. You've got a little bitch bunk bed. Well, it's actually an elevated bed. Okay. Because a bunk bed would have okay. two beds. Okay, alright. Yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah, no, I really... Yeah, thanks Thanks for asking. Um, I didn't ask anything. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't stop me. I'm unstoppable. I'm like a pure chaotic... Yeah, I want to punch you right in the face. Can you wait till after the episode? But would that stop you? Um... Depends. Where are you going to punch me in the face? Right in your big fucking flat nose it's, it's not flat yet it will be after you punch me it's very wide okay well fuck you anti-semite I'm not even Jewish <laughs> no it's not long enough to be a fucking Jew nose <laughs> I think maybe I should have that one out yeah that's no. probably <laughs> you dug your own grave now sit in it remember fucks everything on Genko is satire don't cancel us yeah it's all satire I love the Jews I love the people I'm a philo-semite yeah. You are, we're both philo-Semites here. We have nothing but respect for the people of um, is it Israel or Palestine. Both. We could say both. Both is good. Yeah. We love both of them. I would totally fuck and love and be in a loving, committed relationship. With Anne Frank. With Anne Frank. This is this, At 18. At 18. This is what listening to an, an aeroplane over the sea does to And you. a lot of the... Uh, women in the uh, Israeli armed forces, very attractive. That reminds me of the 4chan post where someone was like, does anyone have uh, nudes of um, Anne Frank? Someone says, this is the only picture I could find of her with no clothes on. It's just a picture of Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but she never became Ash because Jeff Magnum got in a time machine, went back in time brought her to his um, middle school class uh, well, and fra- raised her and then well no that didn't happen in this timeline though because time travel you know alters the time but have you not seen his wife who? Jeff Magnum's Jeff, wife Jeff Magnum's wife does it look like Anne Frank? yeah I'll, I'll pull the picture up you're gonna be okay. Well, okay well here we go fellas so obviously if the viewers at home won't be able to do this but you know you can google it in your own time i really don't care what you do with your own time while you listen to this in fact you, you can be doing anything you could be cooking a meal you can be cooking some pasta you can be yeah it's not my fucking you can be murdering stuff. people you can be raping you can stuff. you can be genociding uh the your local kmart as far as i'm concerned it really doesn't matter oh uh, uh, eh, kind of i'm not the hair isn't right. I don't know. But look at their faces, man. I, I'm i sorry, but I don't see it. That's all I'm That's saying. That's your childhood friend as well. Come on. Oh, the child one. Yeah, no, that that picture looks similar. Well, but she's a, that, this is an adult, mm-hmm. right? This is a child. They're not going to have the same face, you spastic. Well, yeah, whatever. I'm the intelligent one here. I'm saying that Jeff Magnum, lead singer and, and front man of... Neutral Milk Hotel Travelled yeah. back in time Yeah Right yeah. In the song Ghost He talks about a, Which one is rocket. Is that on um, In, in an airplane Yep yeah, He talks about She was born in a bottle rocket Which could be referenced To a time machine That he used To go back And get 
her as an embryo. Has Jeff Magnum been sued by the company, the ice cream company Magnum, for name infringement? Wait, no, they should do a partnership deal. The ice cream company, the ice cream brand Magnum, should do a partnership deal with Jeff Magnum, and it'd be a neutral milk. Neutral ice- milk. Yeah, neutral milk chocolate. In the chocolate over the sea with sea salt. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, neutral milk magnum in a caramel. In a, in a salted caramel over the in, sea. No, in a sea salted caramel over the sea. Yes, let's make this. Can we get a petition to make this in, happen? In Jeff the airplane Magn- over the sea salted caramel. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, neutral with neutral milk chocolate. <sighs> Boom. Who is which? What company owns Magnum? Is it like Peters? Is it Street? Street. Can we get can we petition to Street? Jeff Magnum x Neutral Milk Hotel. Jeff Magnum branding in a in a neutral milk chocolate coated airplane over the sea salted caramel let's make it happen make it make it so yeah they should hire us honestly to come up with these kind of things it's really good we're actually geniuses yes we're correct most of the time generally correct generally yeah generally the one thing we disagree on is what should we put in the packet should we have like um can we have the background from the actual album cover on it yeah that'd do yeah looks like we didn't really disagree on that yeah I think that's good yeah no um so it'd be like, because Magnum doesn't have a salted caramel flavor, do they? Oh, they do. The, everything. No, no, does. no. They have, they have a, they have a caramel, but they don't have a salted caramel. Mm. Which is a shame, because salted caramel is actually really good. Yeah. Do you know, apparently, salt also works well and bring out the flavor of chocolate. Uh, I think they can say say you can put salt in your chocolate milk. I didn't know that. Next time I get a chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. I act- I had one this morning actually. Well, not one with salt. I can tell. Because it's because it's really hot here in uh, Sydney, Sydney, Australia. No, Sydney, I was coming Australia. here. I was coming here, and I walked past the Uzbekistan. Yeah, Sydney, Australia, Uzbekistan. Yeah, Sydney, Australia, and Uzbekistan. <laughs> Remember, this is an walk is from an alternate timeline where Tokyo is now a country. So Sydney, Australia is now located in Uzbekistan. How was your um, time journey, by the way? Oh, uh, we well, know how Cause, it is. Because the thing is, there's about a seventy percent chance that an organic life form just sort of collapses. So I'm pretty. I'm. It's good to see you made it. Well, look, I've. Re- I'm already dead inside. I've collapsed inside, so it doesn't affect me. Quite simply, mm. it's very. It's something to do with tulpa. I don't know all the details. Okay. Tulpa. Yeah, tulpa. This I project be- my own form onto myself, and therefore I'm immune. Mm. It's. It's. I don't know how it works. Okay, I read it on a four chan's export. Do people have sex with their tulpas? No, I don't. I don't know. Can you? Uh, tulpas, tulpas aren't real, but people delude themselves into thinking they're I mean, real. You could, you could. I love the 4chan stories about how people create tulpas and their tulpas bully them. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. I remember some some guy tulpaed up like a giantess girlfriend, and she started fucking abusing him and stepping on him. Somehow, I don't know how this works, but this is this is I I don't even know if this is true, but knowing knowing 4chan it there's like a there's a scary chance that this is a real thing that actually happened to people you fucking give yourself schizophrenia and then you just get bullied by your hallucination that's just how it is um but I think in terms of sex stuff with the top couldn't you just like 
You, you can just you, do some humiliation. Play, use probably. use like you can use like a body pillow. You know, you remember in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, where yeah. where Joy syncs up with the prostitute. Just have your tulpa sync up with your body pillow. That's the solution. Yeah, that could actually work. Yeah, see, we're smart, we're geniuses. Good plan. But uh, back to the story. So I was on my way here. You know, it's really hot. I said, you know what? I'm going to get a nice iced chocolate. Ooh. And it was so good. Lovely, Ooh. lovely, lovely. Where'd you get it from? Um, the, uh, just, uh, you know, one of those corner stores that are run by Asian people. Yes. And is, is it just me or like, are Asians disproportionately represented in people who run, uh, general stores? Um, well, it's a sort of, isn't it sort of like an immigrant sort of thing to do? I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I suppose it is. I'm not sure because, hmm, that's a good point. The thing is you offer a service that everyone needs and... Um, having a language barrier isn't very, isn't crucial to your business, you know? Yeah, like I kind of get... It impact you that hard. I get that. Speak up a bit as well. Stop. Oh, sorry. You can stop mumbling, dude. I'm very tired. That's fair. You know, you're a busy man. You got your cave to take care of. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You got your... You, got, you just walk, have a job? Um, no... But I think you don't have an OnlyFans. That you yeah yeah walk on OnlyFans. What will he post? Fucking millions of people looking at that goat demon dick. You feel me? Getting yeah. that seventy. <laughs> Getting that seventy. Oh, let's bring not, it back. Seventy no, still a thing. We're not bringing back the seventy joke from last episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I did, but not anymore. It's please. not funny. I don't. I don't actually. It wasn't what, funny to begin with. What did seventy mean again? We we decided it was going to replace sixty nine as the sex number. Ah, oh, yes. Because <laughs> it because we go one step further. Yeah, because we go one step further. Yes, but I think officially, if I had a job, I think exterminator. But exterminator of what? Don't want to know. Okay, that's fair. Well, you know, speaking of, uh, if we had, speaking of if we had, hypothetical if we had scenarios, if you could change your name to anything, what would it be? Um. Hmm. I'm actually really pleased with Warg. Honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a nice name. You know, if I could change my name to anything, I think I'd like Tobias. Tobias? Yeah. I call you Toby. Please don't do that. I have a family member called Toby and. They're not well behaved. Like three years old, they're brat. Queen Toby Fox. Toby Fox, creator of Undertale, and and Earthbound Halloween hack. Halloween, yeah, that's true. Imagine though, imagine though, you hear you find out a book is from someone called Tobias Powell. That does sound nice though. Well, you can have a writer name. Yeah, I know, but I don't call yourself Reginald. Arsefuck. Reginald, no, no, be no. You got to be classier. Reginald, uh, sir, sir. Sir Reginald, Reginald Stiffbottom. Sir Reginald Constantly Erect Penis. <laughs> I like how Sir Reginald Fallium. <laughs> like how, I like how our sex jokes are funny because they're not funny. It's just like, haha, we say funny sex joke. Yeah, but I still just think that makes them not funny, right? I don't. F- God, my audio is really low. Yeah, because you keep fucking mumbling because you're tired. Hmm. 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 I wonder what's for dinner. Can we talk about the CDI YouTube poop? Please. Era? We've already talked how, about how great 
It is. There was some, dude, the, the YouTube era in general was such a great era of YouTube. I was so happy to be a part of, involved in that growing up. 2009, best days of the internet. Dude, take me back, please. How old were you in 2009? Uh, like seven? Yeah. <laughs> so I probably wasn't actually looking at it then. I was, I was 11 and I was, I, when I was 11 and 12, I was on newgrounds.com. I remember I did get into like uh, YTP uh, post golden era when I was around, I think maybe ten or eleven or twelve. Pro- before that, probably I got into it through uh, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine YTPs because I was a big fan back in the day of uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Before it turned CGI and it was completely ruined, completely ruined. I used to rent. You know, out... I was actually a big fan of Thomas Tank Engine as well when I was dude, like four years old. Dude, I'm t- my family used to rent out from the back when re- VHS and DVD rental stores were a thing. But my family used to rent the um, uh, Thomas and the Magic Railroad v- Railroad VHS out. Is that the one with the the train lady? Yeah, and is I think isn't I, um, I saw that Alec Baldwin's in there. I saw it? that in the cinema. Really? Yeah. What did you think? I was terrified. <laughs> that of that motherfucker with the big diesel tan. Yeah. Yeah, that piece of shit. What a cock. Yeah. Didn't he fucking die? He got, no, he didn't die, but he, he fell off a bridge and fell in like a, a, a guano boat or some shit, I don't know. He, fe- he fell in a Spanish boat fleeing the country on their way to deal cocaine. Man, man in the poop boat. Yeah, what will he do? <laughs> what will he do? Diesel 10 in the poop boat, well, who will he kill? <laughs> are the boats also alive in this universe? All the fucking vehicles are alive in the Thomas the Tank Engine. Stop looking at Chinese Kevin Rudd on your feed. <laughs> Wait. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> 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 clapping was a fucking jump scare. Holy shit. It just came out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, what we talked about? Oh yeah, Thomas the Tang Engine YTP. So that's my that was my introduction to the YTP culture. Actually, um, yeah, no, I remember, you know, what actually got me big into YTPs. Like I liked Michael Rosen. Oh no, I actually, no, what got me into big into YTPs is I'd watch them every now and then, but I wasn't super big into them. But then I think I watched a whole bunch of MLP ones. Oh yeah. There were some good ones. I think one of my, the, one of the best YTPs, arguably Fesh Pince of Blair, one and two. What do you think of Fesh Pints of Blair as a piece of YTP history, okay? Oh, yeah, they're great. They're very funny. Yeah. I think if I had to rank the most important pieces of YTP history, you'd have uh, Skooks. You'd have um, Fesh Pints Parts 1 and 2. You'd have... um, This is an underrated one, but uh, one by uh, Deep Deep Cutter, I think it was. Revenge of the Mad Madman. That was a a piece of art. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing with the YouTube poop is there's lots of sub-genres, right? Yeah. I'd say the MLG parodies of... Or montage parodies. The montage parodies of, like, 2015 and stuff. I don't know if they technically count as YTP, though. Mm, but they're, they're very similar formats. I think they're, a sep- they're a separate but similar. They're like, they're like um, sister genres, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like how rock and metal are distinct genres, but they're linked as well. Yeah, well, because rock... Because heavy, because metal orig- originated from rock. Yeah, but this, right. or how you say, uh, like dubstep and drum and bass are separate but similar. Mm. I think that's the kind of relationship that MLG and YTP have. They're in like a kind of synthesis. 
so so it's 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 what uh, gore grind is to melodic black metal. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you'd know more about. Speaking that. Speaking of gore grind, yeah. If you like gore grind like me, check out Last Days of Humanity, Hymns of Indigestible Suppuration. Good fucking album. Who's it by? Last Days of Humanity. Oh, I said. I thought that was the name of the the uh, album. No, no. Hymns, hymns of indigestible separation. It's actually on Spotify. Um, if you are sensitive to gore, check it out on Spotify because the album cover is censored. Um, if not, if you do want to see someone with their head smashed open, you want to see a picture of what Warg does to people who cut in line at the uh, bubbler. Yep, at the bubbler. Yeah, actually, can I talk about that real quick because yeah, that's actually can. playing into something I mentioned yesterday when I was hanging out. I was at at school lunch break. Some kid at school. Yeah, some kid. One of my friends, formerly now, they cut into. I was at the bubbler. They Can't cut in course. line. They cut in line. Okay, I was so mad. You know, look, Hitler was a bad guy, but he he at least he never cut in line at the bubbler. Well, as far as we know, I think I think if if he <coughs> was did, the bubbler invented. I, I think it was. It just wasn't refined at that point. Ah, I think I, I don't. I could be wrong about that. Dust water pumping. That's what yeah. they called it. But if I mean, if Hitler did something that evil, if someone did something that heinous, that chaotic evil, it would have been recorded. Okay, you don't just do that and get away with it. Especially on a hot day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It was disgusting behavior. Absolutely dreadful display. Disgusting. I honestly think it's a crime against humanity, as far as I'm concerned. There's nothing good about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I well agree. Yeah, I think if you're going to do something like that, get the fuck off this planet. Fuck you. Yep. I'm going to drown you. I'll, I'll set warg on them next time. Okay? <laughs> I'll forgive it this one time, because they're my friend. But if it happens again, I will set warg on this piece of human scum, quite frankly. Are they a white woman? Uh, no. So you're allowed to go on them as much as you want. What they are, are they? trans, though, so you will be accused of, you will be accused of transphobia for beating the shit of a, out of a trans person. But I'm a transhumanist. I mean, ah. I'm, I'm not a human. Um, you can still be, a, you can still be an advocate for transhumanism even if yeah. you're not a human. Yeah. So you're still, you're, you're still a trans in some measure. Yeah, I'm, I'm some form. The of transgenderist trans. versus the, yeah, the virgin transgender versus the trad transhumanist. <laughs> Who will win? Walk, obviously. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's not end on a note of revenge and death and let's... violence against trans people. Yeah, for the sake of uh, not wanting to get banned off the internet, like Sam Hyde was. I love trans people. I love trans Miku. Yeah, trans. I'm surprised you don't have a poster of trans Miku in here. I'm gonna get one. I'm yeah. gonna get a bunch of posters. I'm trans gonna... Miku, the manager of our WWE wrestling team. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get a. I'm going to get Transmiku, I'm going to get a poster of Cannibal Holocaust and Begotten. I'm going to get a, a big flag of the um, Greater Terran Union from... Uh, shout out to Templin Institute, really good YouTube channel. They do very cool videos um, about alternate uh, histories and universes and empires um, from fictional popular culture media. But they do it in a very informative and professional way. It's fucking good content. Based. Really check it out. But I'm going to get a flag of the Greater Terran Union. I'm going to put it above my vinyl player. And I'm going to get all sorts of things. All kinds of things. 
all kinds of Christmas presents. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you know, let's let's leave uh, listeners with something. Let's say something nice. What nice things are you appreciating about the new year so far? So far, um, I'm getting my life a bit more on track. I'm um, working towards my goals, feeling a bit more in control of everything. Um, starting to enjoy playing video games again, which is actually really good because I went through a period where games stopped being fun because I was depressed. But, you know, it's all coming back to me. I'm doing some rock climbing, which is really good. Oh, nice. Good for my muscles. Makes yeah. me feel a bit more chatty. You feel like a big man? I do. Do you I, feel powerful like a big pa- man? I do feel powerful. I feel like I have the power of God. <laughs> the power of God and enemy on your side. Correct. Correct. What an alpha male. I mean, I think everyone should aspire to be like Warg. Hmm. Warg, yeah. my good co-host over here. Anyway, and, what about you? What about uh, I think I agree with a lot of that. I'm getting my shit together. I'm trying to improve myself. Flexing your muscles over there? Mm-hmm. Nice. No, I'm stretching. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, damn. That, oh, wow. Yeah. We got an alpha male over here, guys. <laughs> holy shit. Not, not even as a meme. Like, holy shit. Legit, he's flexing his muscles on me. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. That picked up. Wow. This is because I'm going to beat the shit out of you once the podcast <laughs> Why? I've been nothing but nice to you. Yeah. Apart from insulting your taste in Doki Doki Waifu. By being nice to me, you haven't earned my respect. You're in, you're just kowtowing to me, and you're being like I'm not kowtowing. Sub- you're being submissive towards me, which makes me want to beat the shit out. I'm not kowtowing. I'm just a generally genuinely nice person. Generally correct. Person. Generally correct and genuinely nice. All right, yeah. Imagine if we named the podcast genuinely nice. <laughs> genuinely nice. And then, like every episode, we start swearing at each other. Yeah, I think this is this this episode marks the biggest fight we've ever had. I don't. Have any- Fuck the fucking mic fell over again. That's why you keep your fucking finger on it, retard. Well, let's just end the podcast so it won't fall over again. Well, you, you, you gotta talk about what you're happy for this. I already did. I said I'm improving myself. I'm having a good time. We've got the podcast going. It's the year of good vibes, self-improvement. We're having a grand old time. 2020. New decade. 2020. Generally correct decade. Genco decade. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. That, you know what? Let's wrap it up there. I'm, All right. We gotta finish it off with us arguing with each other. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. To finish off, we'll continue our argument about Doki Doki Literature Club. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, this conversation is over. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's over once someone gives. Okay, well, let's 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 try and agree. What? Who's worse, girl? Monica. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> high five, bro. High five. Nice, nice. Calculated right. bitches. All right. Thanks for listening, Genco. Don't forget gum.co slash Genco. Follow on Twitter. At Curtis underscore Kaiju and at Wawag, W-O-A-R-G. We will catch you guys in the next episode wherein we will, I think we'll have a guest on. You know what? Fourth episode, first guest of Generally Correct. Let's make it happen. Who will it be? Uh, I don't know. I I have ideas, but I'm not going to spoil it. No, we're not bringing my brother on the podcast to complain about how we're being toxic. All right. If, if, If my brother came on the podcast, you just bully him the whole time. No, I'd be very nice to like Unlike me. <laughs> mm. I'd bully you and I'd enlist <laughs> help. Oh, you know what? In that case, <laughs> not ever coming on the podcast. Ever. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Alright. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Generally Correct. If you want to support the show, please head over to our Gumroad page at gum.co forward slash genco. See you next time.